Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we are now discussing Chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge. So we have discussed last time that in our Darsan Sastras there are six schools of thoughts. One of them is Uttar Mimansa, which is Vedanta, depending on the knowledge declared in Upanishads. And in Upanishads there are four great statements of truth. One of them is Tattvam Asi. That thou art. Student asking the teacher, what is my relationship with that Almighty, the Lord, who is all-pervading, omnipotent, omniscient? And the teacher said, that thou art. You are that. That which you are seeking is your own self. That statement, that Mahavakya, is elaborated in Bhagavad Gita in 18 chapters, according to many commentators. Out of this 18 chapter, the first six chapters describes you part of the statement, that you are. The first six chapters describe who we are as individual beings, all about us and our limited self. The next six chapters describe that, that ultimate self which I am trying to seek, its identity. Who is that? What is that? Which has control over my life and on this universe. That none other than your own self. So that aspect is then described in chapter 7 through 12. First six chapters culminates into Dhyana Yoga, Yoga of Meditation. Once I learned about my own self, then I contemplate on it. I learned from the books, learned from the Guru, now I contemplate on it. And that is Dhyana Yoga, chapter 6. Then 7 through 11 describe what the nature of the ultimate self is that culminates into Bhakti Yoga, Yoga of devotion. Once I know the nature of that self, that ultimate self, the supreme self, then I develop devotion. Devotion is nothing but love for the divine. And love is nothing but identification. I cannot identify with anyone unless I know the nature of that person or that thing or a being. Then only I can identify with that person. I cannot identify with the Supreme Self unless I know the nature of it. So the next set of chapters will basically describe the nature of that self. After knowing about him, I can develop devotion for him, for that Supreme Self. In the last six chapters, is the synthesis connecting these two, I as the individual and him as the supreme, the, the connecting chapters are the chapter 13 through 18. And that culminates into moksha, yoga of liberation. If I can unite these two, if I can remove the parallax between these two, right now I have a parallax, I see myself differently, I have dual vision. I can tell you that because I have just gone through eye surgery. And they, 
and they kept testing me every four weeks or so. And so what do I say? I still see double. He said, okay, then you continue your drops in one of six more weeks. That parallax removal will give me the 2020 vision if I can. So here, if we can remove this parallax between the I, the individual, and I, the supreme, then I'll have liberation. And I'm liberated from the confusion about who I am and who the God is. So that's the quest of learning Bhagavad Gita. We have started chapter 2. The real teaching starts from chapter 2. So far we have seen the scenario, what Arjuna has faced in chapter 1. We have seen that he was enthusiastic in the beginning. He was all driven by his desires and his ideas and his ego about who he is. He is the best among all the archers. His desire is to set the score with Duryodhan and get the kingdom. And then when he saw the enormity of the task, he breaks down. So we have learned in our discussions of Tattvabodhiratma <coughs> that our thinking entity has four parts. Mana, buddhi, chitta and ahankar. With the same entity, thinking entity, it has four aspects. Just like I am a one person, but I can be a father at one time, an architect at other time. Chitta, which is the thinking entity, is four parts. When it is receiving the information from outside through the senses, it is mind. And at that point, it does not know whether this information is valid or invalid, and therefore it is in a doubt. To be or not to be, that's mind. Once that information passed on to the intellect, the intellect has a memory bank of all the previous experiences. Based on that memory bank, intellect will decide what it is all about. When I look at outside, and it's sunny outside, I know I do not need to carry umbrella. That decision came from my intellect. Because it is sunny outside, that one is not raining and I don't need umbrella. Very clear intellect is decisive. So the intellect is the decision maker. When I am facing any situation, it has to decide what to do. Intellect is the decision maker. Ahankar is the one who says, I am thinking and I am deciding. So intellect is a very important part in taking the decision in any situation. What we have seen here is, intellect is very capable in situation is very clear. Cut and dried. It's not raining outside, I don't need umbrella. It's not really a huge decision to take. But when I face a situation which is not clear, reaching a fork on our path, we are going someplace on an unknown territory, and we just a direction, just continue on 695, and you'll reach there. Well, you get somewhere, and there's a fork, and there are no clear signs which way 695. That's where the decision becomes complicated. Now, intellect does not have a real guidance because it did not account for. That experience it did not have. All the study which I have done where I am going, it did not say there were a fork in your road. Once we face that situation, more we try to figure out ourselves, more we get into trouble. At that point, the wise person will do one thing. He will stop and say, let me ask direction from somebody. Somebody who knows which way is 695. And then if I find a right guru, he will tell me which way to go. And if I follow that path, then I'll reach my destination. But if I doubt him also, he said he didn't look right. 
maybe he is trying to distract me. So I am going to take other route. That means I asked the direction, but I did not have faith in him. So such situation tells us that when I face a fork in the road in my life, I have to find a right guru and then surrender to him completely and then get the guidance. Now, once I get the guidance, I have to follow it if I want to get the right outcome. So Arjuna is at that point. So last time we have seen that after even concluding all his arguments in chapter 1 about why he does not want to fight, he put a normal argument that they are my cousins and my teachers, I shouldn't be killing them. Then he puts a larger argument saying, you know, not only that my family will be suffering, but I'll be destroying the whole society by doing so, by having this war. And he obviously wanted validation for Krishna. When he didn't hear anything, he just sat down in his chariot. And then the first five verses we have seen, he continues the argument saying, I have decided I'm not fighting. And therefore I'm telling you that Gurun Ahatvahi Mahanu Bhavan Sreyo Bhoktum Bheksham Api Ihaloke. He wanted to convey to Krishna how firm he is in his decision not to fight this war. That I would rather live a life of a beggar than killing my very noble teachers. Atva Artha Kamas to Gurun Ihaeva Bhunjiya Bhogan Rudir Pradigda. If I kill my teachers, prompted by my desire to get wealth and the kingdom, then that wealth and the kingdom will come tainted with their blood. So I am completely determined not to fight. But na cha etad vidmaha katrat naha gariyaha yadva jayema yadivano jayayuhu. He tells Krishna that even though I am convinced, but it's not coming from my firm intellect. This is not a clear decision where I have no doubt that I don't need to take umbrella because it's sunny outside. It's cloudy, looks like it may rain. I'm not taking umbrella, but I'm not sure whether it's going to rain or not. So he's basically in the same situation said, I do not know what is good for us. Na cha etat vidmaha. Katrat naha gariyaha. Yada jayema, yadiva naha jayayuhu. Is it good for us to conquer them or run away and let them conquer us? I have not come to that conclusion. But I am still not ready to fight because I do not want to kill my teachers. Yaneva hatva na jiji visamahate avasthitaha pramukhe dhartrarashtraha. After killing those cousins of mine, I do not want to leave. Or we do not want to leave after going through the act of killing our own relatives and cousins. Those Dhartarashtra, those cousins are standing right in front of me. They are ready to do so. Even though we do not want to leave after killing them, they are standing right in front of me. What am I supposed to do? So the next verse, which is very important, it says, Karpanya dosa upahat svabhavaha. 
Now he is describing his situation. So he wants to make sure that Krishna understands that he is not taking this decision with a firm intellect, the grasp of the situation. My intellect is not available to me. I am gauging my situation. So as we have discussed before, that when our thinking entity is overwhelmed by information, the intellect actually shuts down. So when we are angry, it has an overload of emotions and therefore intellect shuts down. So their memory bank is not available to us, to guide us. It's like a safety mechanism. When there's overload of electricity, the breaker will trip off. You know. At that time, electricity is not available. Even though I need it badly because <coughs> my computer, I was running something, I said, no, but not available because electricity overloaded. So here the situation said the enormity of the situation has blocked his normal intellect. And therefore, I can decide. Normally, I would have decided clearly whether it is right or not to fight or not to fight and how to fight, how to win. But in this situation, I'm not sure whether they win will be good or if we win will be good. My nature, karpanya dosa upahat swabhavaha, my normal nature, that I'm a pretty confident person. I can take this. I'm very educated. I'm very disciplined. And my intellect tells me what to do. That's my nature, the swabhava. With karpanya dosaha, it is now has defect. Dosha, defect. Of pity. Overwhelmed by pity. That I have now become an object of pity. That I can take the decision myself. Pruchamitvam dharma sammudha chetaha. Now I'm asking you, the one who does not know what is right and what is wrong. What is my duty right now? Dharma, asamudha chetaha. My entire life is driven by my thinking entity, intellect. That tells me every morning what to do when I get up. This is the time you have to go and brush your teeth, then take bath, and then get ready and go to office. But if I get confused and say, okay, what is first? Go to office first and then come into that because intellect is not available to me. This is Pruchamitvam Dharma Asamudha Chetaha. I am dumbfounded in my intellect of what my duties are or what is my duty right now. I'm facing this situation. My cousins and my teachers are right in front of me. They are ready to fight. I think that after killing them, I'm not ready to leave. But if I kill them, Whatever I gain will be tainted by their blood. So I am asking you, Yat Shreyaha Sya Nishchitam Bruhitanme. Therefore, O Krishna, you tell me what is good for me. Nishchitam, without any alternative. Don't give me two alternatives. You can do this and also you can do this. Should I go to Hawaii or should I go to Bahamas? Hawaii is a better choice. See, Nishchitam. But then Neil, you can go anywhere. Both are good. Well, that's not really much help. But when you say Hawaii, it's a Nishchitam. Tell me without any other option which is good for me. Shreyaha. So, Swamiji explains here that in life we encounter both Shreyas and Prayas. That which is good for me and there's also Prayas which is pleasant. So I came across a verse which says, Anyat Shreyaha, Anyat Prayaha. 
something is shreyas or something is prayas there ube nanarthe purusham sinnita both bind the person differently shreyas bind you differently prayas bind you. if i follow the path of shreyas it will be one outcome if i follow the path of prayas it will another outcome tayah shreyah adadanasya sadhur bhavati one who follows the path of shreyas he becomes a holy person he becomes a good person to evolve as a divine being sadhur bhavati athatiya upriya vrunite but the one who chooses the other one the prayas he falls from his dharma so if i follow the path of prayas prayas is what is pleasant to me as we discussed last time our vanities and our ego is pleasant actually you know i feel good when i think i'm better than everybody else and i feel good when i say oh, i did it is a one who chooses the path of prayas it feels good but not good for me shreyas is it may or may not feel good but it's good for me my cardiologist he asked me so what are you doing neil are you your results look good exercising i said well i, I do it at four times a week oh that's good that's good well, how about carbohydrates you know well i have a little problem there because it feels good to eat rice and chapati than anything else you know but not good for me exercise it may or may not feel good you know i may enjoy it i have a right frame of mind i may not enjoy it i'm not uh, again i still have to do that but it is good for me in any case whether i feel good or not arjuna asked bhagwan tell me what is shreyas for me running away would have been comfortable but tell me what is shreyas for me yat shreyasya nishchitam bruhitanme you tell me what is really good for me whether it feels good or not sishyateham sadimam tvam prapannam and you tell me this because i'm making this commitment then i'm your disciple whatever you tell me i will believe that i will have faith in it and i'll follow that that's called sesia we listen to news we are getting information but we are not sesia we get information we like it we may not like it they may tell us something on the tv stop taking such and such medication i think it was about calcium or something else i was taking and so i went and asked my doctor and so i saw on tv that i shouldn't be taking this medication said, neil don't listen to those doctors on the tv do what we tell you to do you know we are your doctors we know what is good for you so there we are following because we have faith in that doctor and we are getting benefit of it so sishyateham sadimam tvam prapanam therefore you instruct me what is good i told you what i think i am not ready to fight i don't even have mental or physical strength to fight i'm so confused that i do not know whether it is i should fight and win this war or i should run away and let them win this war i don't know what is good for me so you tell me i am now your sishya so this is a turning point in his dilemma he was deluded he tried to find answers but he could not find answers and the lesson to be learned here is when we are not absolutely sure about our decision 
please know that it is not your intellect telling you. It is your mind telling you because you're not sure about it. Should I invest in this investment or not? You know, if you're absolutely sure, then it's your intellect telling you. Last time I did this way, put in 401k is a good idea. Everybody told me. It has been proven contributing to 401k is a good idea. But investing in real estate, I'm not sure. Last time I lost tons of money. But it seemed like everybody is now making money again. Should I invest in it or not? That's my mind debating. Not really intellect telling me. Intellect does not have a definitive information. Therefore, every investment comes with a little disclaimer. Past results do not guarantee the future returns. Arjuna said, that, tell me definitively what is good for me. So, the next verse says, Nahi prapasyami mama apanudyat yat shokam uchoshanam indriyana. And he said, I'm telling you because here is my condition. I do not see what would remove the sorrow which is burning my senses, you know. Avapya bhumau asaptapnam ruddham rajyam suranam apicha adhipatyam. Because I don't think that even getting this kingdom or even the lordship over the devas can remove this sorrow from my heart. So basically say any amount of achievement with my own effort is not going to take away this conflict I have in my heart, whether to kill my cousins and my teachers. You know. And therefore, I really need to know what is right for me, what is my dharma, and I'm just surrendering to you. I'm not going to rely on my intellect or my mind. You tell me and I'll follow. Sanjay watches. The next two verses is Sanjay reporting back to Dhritarashtra, saying this is where Arjuna stopped. Krishna told him, that what happened to you? Where did you get this weakness of your heart? Get rid of this weakness of your heart and get up and fight. And Arjuna still said, I am not ready because I do not know what to do. Eva rusikesam gudakesaha parantapaha na yotsya iti govindam uktva tusnim babhuvaha Having said this to Rusikesha, Gudakesha, Parantapa, Arjuna, in his nature, he is not changed. Nothing has changed. He is still the scorcher of the foes. He can win over any of his enemies. But he is confused. Therefore, na yotsya, I will not fight. Having said this, he became silent. So Swamiji says, this silence is like a deer in a headlight. You are completely stunned by the situation. You do not know which way to go. When somebody hears a very shocking news, he or she does not know how to react. At that time, you are completely stunned. Here, Arjuna is, Tustnim Babuvaha. He became completely silent. And then the next verse is, Tam Uvacha Rusi Kesaha Prahasanniva Bharata. Senayoho ubayoho madhye visidantam idam vachaha prahasanniva as if smiling, you know, almost smiling. Krishna tam uvacha rusikesa. To him, 
who is visidantam idam senayoho ubayoho madhye one who is completely dejected and despondent between these two armies rusikesha the lord of the senses if you want to take that meaning here the lord himself as if smiling that now i know that you are in right frame of mind to take guidance previous time you said i'm not fighting because i'm saving the society so he used very harsh word how did you become this what have you been thinking get up and fight was a pretty harsh words but didn't work and krishna knew that he needs a shock treatment first and once he is in a right frame of mind i can tell him what is right so therefore smiling krishna said thus to the one who is completely dejected located between the two armies with that we'll stop here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shantihi 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 hari hiyo श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि हि ओ